lasso. Go lasso. Go lasso. Go lasso. The Jason Sudeikis. I I actually uh, yeah. looked it up on um, YouTube. Like after that, after watching that scene again on YouTube, I um yeah. ended up on a rabbit hole. And he does that move a lot. Like he did that move on SNL. Yeah, like, I think it's his go-to the... dance. It, it's just <laughs> you know, thing and that finger wag thing. That's how he. Uh, that's how he wooed uh, Olivia Wilde. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> oh, man. He just did his, you know, lasso dance. I'm gonna call it the lasso dance. And uh, <laughs> you know, we don't know where it comes from. We don't know where it's going. But uh, it's here to stay. <laughs> they say something like that in the actual episode. Like, yeah, they actually said something like that. It's like, like you know, like we don't know what it means, <laughs> and uh, even after watching it, we still don't understand it. But you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, it's a new year. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Oh yeah, it's been a while, guys. So uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, uh, you know, all the other holidays. All the other holidays that happen around that time. Happy New Year. Uh, what's New like Year, happy, Hanu happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. What else is there? Uh, I don't happy... think there's a Muslim holiday around that time. Uh, it's probably Harry Potter. Happy Christmas. Know. Happy Christmas. You know that threw me off so much when I was a kid, hearing Happy Christmas. Like, it like made my ears hurt when I first heard it. <laughs> when I was watching Harry Potter in the theater for the first time, like hearing Christmas, I'm like, "What? What yeah, did you just say?" <laughs> hearing "Happy Christmas" and not "Merry Christmas" like blew my blew my world. Dude, that Voldemort like face at the back of like that teacher's head like gave me nightmares for like a week. I was like 11 when I saw that. I was like, "Huh?" Face. <laughs> Thing is, I I I had uh, read the book, and even then, like I, I wasn't as freaked out as when I actually saw it in real life. So I was like, yeah. "What?" You, you want to know what, what a snob I was when I was a kid? I was watching that in the theaters, and this is six year, I think six or seven year old me, and I still couldn't get over the fact that Hermione made sunlight come out instead of blue fire, like in the book. <clears throat> I couldn't get over that <laughs> for the rest of the movie. I was like, this is wrong. I didn't understand artistic license uh, yet. So. <laughs> I'm telling you, Star Wars is lucky that you're not like a, a huge star. Like you're a fan, but you're not like a like a religious fanatic for Star Wars because then you'd be like nitpicking as much as, as I would be or even more. I mean, I have to, I have to hold back because I know I can. I can be one of those guys. And you're, that's why you're a real Potterhead. You're a real Potterhead. Yeah, every so often, this is gonna irritate <laughs> what, some listeners. Dude, but okay, okay. Every okay. so every so often, people need a Kathleen Kennedy in their life. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah. Every so often. <laughs> I mean, J J.K. Rowling is her own Dave Filoni and Kathleen Kennedy at the same time. Like she, yeah, she's, you know, <laughs> the second person. They, she yeah, the second. she she's <laughs> she, you know she 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 did good. Then she's sort of like uh, we don't know what the hell she's doing and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and et cetera, et cetera. okay well, okay thing is we were as usual we weren't supposed to you know get into this like harry potter vein but like uh what is your house uh oh <laughs> what, what is your school uh okay you know? uh i'll, I'll, I'll more right you, you yeah yeah. .com, yeah yeah well i'll lead it with some uh backstory <laughs> such a millennial thing yeah, <laughs> i'll lead it with some backstory so when the first harry potter movie came out like the website used to have the sorting hat, right? And when I was a kid, I would always get Gryffindor. 
fast forward to when I'm in college and they have Pottermore, mm-hmm. I am now a Hufflepuff. And I have been Seriously. a Hufflepuff since college. Dude. I have went from a Gryffindor to a Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little yeah. worried. <laughs> yeah. I, I swear, I, I'm a, I uh, like, I didn't, I never sorted myself in any house before Pottermore. And uh, when I went there, it turned out I was a Ravenclaw. So you're the smart ass. I'm a smart ass independent thinker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're the smart I'm, one. I'm, I'm the loony love good of, of this, of this brotherhood right now. And I'm like, the dumb ass uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're like a Newt's commander, you know? Yeah, but like, he's kind of the goofy. Or it's... no, you you know, or but like people forget, but like you know, uh, Robert Pattinson was the Hufflepuff. I mean, he played a Hufflepuff, but I'm sure he's more of a Slytherin or Ravenclaw in real life. Yeah. Uh, but wasn't he kind of the 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 dumbass too? Like, wasn't Cedric Diggory supposed yeah, to? Yeah, Cedric Diggory was like the heroic kind of dumbass, yeah. but like kind-hearted. Yeah. But it was. But thing is, like, wasn't that. Let, let's say like he wasn't like the the sharpest tool in the shed, but he wasn't the bluntest tool in the shed. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's I, you know. <laughs> I would argue that like I'm trying to make you feel better about this. Oh no, I feel fine. It means I learned how to take life lighter because I yeah. started my life. I'm going to be a leader, and now I'm going to be a Gryffindor. I'm going to be a lion, <laughs> and uh, you're 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 a badger. There you go. I think actual Robert Pattinson matches Hufflepuff if you see his interviews and he has his hair all over the place and they're like oh what did you think That's about true actually I, I take back what I said before you are good. totally right like the, the it, he is sort of a Hufflepuff like he kind of like real life Robert Pattinson kind of makes me think of uh fictional Newt's commander a little bit except without the animal love uh sort uh. of like you know <laughs> awkward in real life kind of guy <laughs> yeah it's uh i don't know like an actor you don't Ooh. know you can't pin him down you don't know uh, where you know you don't know where he's going you don't know where he is he's just like he's everywhere but nowhere at the same time he's just you know he's like uh yeah he's a chameleon he's a chameleon so uh what do we want to talk about this week uh i think like mike you saw soul we both saw soul but uh you, know, you want to say a few words yeah uh so uh obviously we haven't uh had anything uh go- we didn't record anything the past few weeks but uh yeah we were just wanted to catch you guys up on what we saw uh soul and wonder woman 84 went head to head kind of sort of yeah kind of on the same day uh, yeah, exactly on the same day, actually. Yeah, Christmas Day. Yeah, with two completely different, you know, business ideas. Disney was like, "Let's put Soul for free, you know, Premier Access." And W yeah. Wonder Woman eighty four, Warner Brothers was like, "We're gonna do the half streaming, half in theaters." Which, by the way, it did really well in theaters for like being on streaming at the same time. So mm-hmm. cool. But um, with Soul, so Soul is uh, Pixar's latest dive into being philosophical and being deep about life uh you got trent reznor to do the music so automatically or you know okay it's going to be kind of meta physical woo and then like all the jazz was played by our very own john baptiste well not our very own but like stephen colbert's own john (laughs) baptiste and uh, i like to say i I would love to say that one day like our very own john baptiste just like like, lead us in from now on 
It was like, ha, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, cold blooded. <laughs> oh, uh, I would love this. Yeah. I would love it if you let us in. But, yeah, uh, let us into your hearts, John Baptiste. Uh, You're already I, in ours. I mean, led, led us, like, made the intro for our. Oh, yeah, podcast. sorry. I already started with my wine today. It's like it's uh, six o'clock in New York. I actually misread the time difference. Uh, yeah. I thought it like when we started recording would be six, but actually it would it would have been five, and then we postponed, and now it's like. Oh uh, yeah, now. there's no daylight savings in Hawaii, yeah. so I have no idea what's going on in yeah the East Coast. East Coast yeah. is dark and windy. <laughs> <laughs> Just anyway, <laughs> I can see the light Just... at the end of the of the uh, what what is it like in Seoul like that. Uh, the belt. great before or the great, <laughs> the great beyond the or... great thing is that there's like the great beyond and like everyone's on a conveyor belt going into like the into the light yeah great right before which is where all the souls come from and yeah there, there's like, no way you know, jamie fox what was his character's name yeah, uh i can't remember but like there's no way guy. he was the first soul to try to jump off the bridge because that's 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 kind of what they were like hinting at or yeah. they, they basically said like, oh, it's off because this guy jumped off. But it, I, I feel like they would have had to do too much explaining because like, there's no way he's the first one to try and like, yeah. not die. Well, this, and I mean, this is like a kid's movie, right? So it's like, oh, well, everyone's kind of. when they die, right? So your grandpa, or, you know. I would say out of all the Pixar movies, this one felt the least like it was for kids. Like there were no yeah. kid characters. They got like really into the the whole flip side of like finding your passion and mm-hmm. that the your fact spark. that a, yeah, and the fact that there was a movie out there that dealt with like the other side of the coin when it when you're in a state of flow, they they dealt mm-hmm. with the good side and then the bad side where you're so into flow that you have no idea what's going on around you in life. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, they um it it it's it. it it hits differently when uh, you're uh, approaching uh, more adulthood. It was like, it, it amazed me. Yeah. So basically, I can't spoil everything about, like, like there's a lot of things in Seoul you have to watch to kind of get. And I, it, it's to describe the plot without 100%. I mean, we're t- we, we, we do spoil things on here. But even to spoil it would be like, it would still be confusing because you would have to go like deep into the the rules of the yeah, story. Yeah, th- there are a lot of rules in that movie. Yeah. Uh, thing is like, they, they explain everything and like all the, you know, they have sort of like, I would say the equivalent of like a, you know, Walmart greeter, like in the great, be- <laughs> the great before is like, yeah. hi, I'm Terry and this is whatever. And then, you know, and they all, they're all called Terry or Teddy or something. Yeah, and uh, like they explain, they oh, well, this is the great before. Did you think that souls just came out of nowhere? Ha ha ha, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. So I, I think that, you know you have to watch it to really understand it. And even if we spoiled the ending, which I mean, as a Pixar movie, you can tell that it's it's not going to be a bad ending or a negative ending. But yeah. I think it, it's like it's a very cathartic like experience, and I think like uh, it sort of teaches you to appreciate people in your life a bit more, or just like people in general yeah uh, you know people you take for granted like you know uh, i just remembered a scene in a barbershop 
and like one of the guys, I mean, the, the main character realizes that he actually doesn't really know his barber that well, even though he's been going there for like a long time. Yeah. And you, you have like moments like that throughout the movie. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say anything more about that. Yeah, no, no, I mean, like, no, that part, in, in, like, impressed me because it was like, yeah, like, there, there, there were years, well, I was a kid, but there were years where I had, like, the same mm. barber a lot and stuff, and it's like, it, yeah, you think about it, and it's like, you talk to, you talk to them about life so much, but yeah. you never really get to the core of who they are, but anyway, yeah. like, the whole plot of Soul, the whole point of it is, uh, Jamie Foxx is a jazz teacher who wants to do something big. She, he wants to play jazz with somebody who's touring in New York now. Uh, I forgot her name, but she was played by Angela Bassett. And his, uh, I guess he prematurely dies or kind of goes into a coma. And he basically sees the afterlife from... He, he basically goes into the afterlife and the afterlife in this movie is divided between the great beyond and the great before the great before is where i guess people find their soul or their spark or the personality before they're born and the great beyond uh is like heaven basically so uh, or that, or something or, else you don't know <laughs> or the good place or the bad place <laughs> or, the, or the bad place like you don't know yeah. maybe it's it's uh maybe it's the medium place uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, it's, it's that that waiting room in the show anyway <laughs> you know maybe we all join a ball of light and rejoin the energy of the universe <laughs> wow we're after Sagan over here we're after grass yeah, tyson <laughs> yeah okay so <laughs> uh shall we move on to the other big release during christmas uh was wonder woman 84 starring yeah. gal gadot uh yeah. again reprising her role as wonder woman uh this movie like the first movie was based in uh you know the first world war during the first world war and this is based during like cold war times like you know 1984 you know Duh, like it's in the name but uh <laughs> so i mean the thing is like a lot of if you've seen all the trailers like you know that um chris pine's character comes back in a certain way like he doesn't i don't want to spoil anything but i'm sure most people have seen this movie up till now those who want to see it anyway and i yeah. think there, like a lot of people have like really you know uh I think that like there were some critics who really liked it and some critics really disliked it or thought, but like my impression is that they could have done more. They could have done better with the movie. Yeah. Uh, some of the plot lines are a bit far-fetched even for a uh, like, you know, Wonder Woman movie, like yeah. a superhero movie. Uh, but I thought, I felt like the emotions were earned. Uh, I mean, on for Wonder Woman anyway, uh, there are some questionable things that, happen if you rethink really about it uh you know like someone is brought back to life by occupying the body of some other guy so you don't know like if you know if they do things that couples do is that does that count as like some form of assault or something like you don't know uh, okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, the guy doesn't know because his body is being occupied by another soul. So you don't know. But it's sort of like, uh, actually, I just spoiled what happened. But uh, oh, yeah, talking about Chris if Pine. you think about, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Chris Pine. Uh, okay. So, yeah, uh, you know, 
yeah. thing is like, okay, so this podcast used to be called Tipsy Spoilers. I'm tipsy, so I'm going to spoil. And uh, <laughs> so things like Chris Pine comes back to life. Uh, not like uh, his character. I can't remember what his name is because of the wine. But like, um, you know, that pilot uh, in the other movie who died at the end of Wonder Woman, the, the first movie. Uh, he comes died. back. Oh, okay. uh, it's like uh, Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's his name. So Steve Trevor comes back to life in the form of like another guy in, inside another person's body and like he sort of like finds diana and it's like hey it's me you know and diana's like who the fuck are you yeah and uh you know and it's like ah like and then he tells her something that only he would say you know and yeah. uh like she realizes and then the cat the actor whose real body it is yeah. switches into chris pine's you know character because like you see him through oh it's Wonder Woman's the... eyes right okay it's so that's of... what happens Oh, yeah. so it's that thing, like that that yeah. trope where it's like, uh, I can't, Down to Earth, that's with Chris Rock, that's the only other movie I can think of yeah. at the top of my head that has that, yeah. where it's like, so you, yeah. so you watch it as Chris Pine, but the, the person that everybody sees is, sees is some random. other guy, some, ran, some rando, yeah. like you don't know who it is, okay. uh, like a handsome, tall guy, you know, let's say someone who kind of could be a stunt double for Chris Pine if you didn't look at his face. Uh, <laughs> and uh, like, you know, that, that's why I was saying like that there are some things where you think about it and you're like, okay, so this guy is, you know, they, they have, uh, you don't see any love scenes, but you can uh, tell that, you know, they, they, uh, they, they made love at some point and then, you know, and you're like, okay, so is this weird? Like, you know, they're using some other guy's body to whatever, this is some freaky spiritual three-way. Uh, but, uh, I think like, I didn't think about that at first and someone pointed it out on the internet. I was like, okay, yeah, actually that's kind of weird if you really think about it. But, uh, (laughs) if you don't think about it, it's fine. Uh, so, you know, there, it, the whole plot of this movie revolves around a wishing stone. So like every, it's, it's like this old artifact that people find and like, they don't really take it seriously at first. It's like, Oh, I wish I could do this. Or I wish I could have this guy back in my life. Or I wish yeah. I could be like wonder woman or whatever, which is what uh Kristen yeah. Wiig's character. She wishes yeah. she were uh, as confident as Diana. Uh, okay. Right. And that's, and the thing is she's, she, her wish is to be like, diana but she doesn't know that diana is wonder woman so she starts getting these like freakish powers out of nowhere and uh you know and thing is like and then like uh you know pedro pascal who we've talked about for the last like three months because of like mandalorian yeah uh plays a trumpish figure who's a big topic right now uh like you know and <laughs> On the podcast, in life, you know, in the podcast, we try not to be too political, but it's kind of hard not to. Yeah, this was a weird year to start a fun podcast. I was just saying. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird year. Thing is, like, I, 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 I was really wondering what I would say today because, like, you know, we're recording on Friday. What happened at the Capitol happened two days ago. Yeah. Um, eh. Yeah, we don't know. I don't know what to say. It's just like shocking and uh, shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, shocking. But let's get back to the movie. 
I'll, thing is, I'll, I'll, I want people I'll, I'll to have a fun you. experience. Yeah, I, I do, but I'll in. join you so you're not yeah, alone. In. Yeah, yeah, it I don't want to be alone pretty, in this. No, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty shocking. It's because uh, yeah. it was one of those honestly, those moments yeah. that like, like you, 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 like, like people have said that 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 was what everything was like leading up to, but you know, it's yeah. it's not it's it's not something I immediately think is is possible at my young stage of life because you know it's something you see in movies it's not something you see in real life like that kind of event happening so yeah it's something you expect and i think a lot of pundits or whatever you know uh have been saying this but it's something you expect in a country uh that it's in turmoil that is in turmoil in some distant land you know and that most americans don't even know about yeah. And, uh, you know, and then this happened here. And the, the fact is, you know, America, the United States is the only superpower that I can think of that is a democracy when you think about it yeah. at the moment. And, you know, it is the supposedly the, <laughs> the no, bedrock of democracy around the world. Yeah. Yeah, And it's kind of uh, crazy that uh, people, just because they're not happy about the results of an election and think that it was rigged, that they're going to storm a building like that. And, uh, you know, I think something yeah. similar happened in Iraq like 10 years ago when they had their first elections because, you know, they, there, there were deep divisions there between um, Sunnis and Shias. Yeah. And, you know, like when you get a bunch of Sunnis being elected, yeah. All the Shias are angry or vice versa. I can't remember which was which, but yeah. it, it's sort of like, um, you know, it, it was something that is very troubling. When, you know, I, I was talking about this with a colleague uh, yesterday because mm -hmm. uh, like something similar happened in Germany. They stormed the, the Reichstag, the parliament over there uh, because of like COVID restrictions. I think I talked to you about that before yeah, yeah. Uh, that we recorded. And thing is like, uh, it happened, they only got into the lobby and then they, they were thrown out in Germany. Um, so like, and uh, it, it, it's sort of like, it, it's not that it's unheard of, but it's unheard of in the United States, right? So it is- it, Well, I mean like, here, here's the thing. There have been like various protests at the Capitol, very extreme protests. There have been attempts to like, storm government buildings and stuff there have been but like to this extent is like i don't like I, i'll even admit i don't think i've let it 100 percent sink in yeah. what this means yet yeah um it, it's i i i i want to mention a story that i told you that i told mike before uh thing is like there's this guy on on twitter who's uh, who's a screenwriter and like uh, a, a friend of mine told me about this and like, you know, uh, the screenwriter was writing a, a script about, I think, spies breaking into the Capitol. And this guy has been working on maybe a realistic way in which someone could like break into break into the Capitol. Mm -hmm. And then this happened. It was like, I never thought. And then the guy was like, I've been thinking about this for months. And I never thought that you could just walk in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that changes things <laughs> you know <laughs> so it, it's just like uh you know uh th there's this i think there's this podcast that's run by uh a 
what's his name? Uh, the, the guy who uh, played uh, Mr. Chang in, in Community. Oh, uh, Kim Jong, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Kim Jong. Uh, he has his podcast called The Darkest Timeline. And yeah. are we in the darkest timeline? <laughs> I don't, like, I don't want to think so, but it, it's, uh, I don't know. It's weird because like, uh, how, how do I put this? Because I'm not exactly the smoothest with words uh, politically, even though I tried, I tried to be a political science major and then it didn't work out. <laughs> but it's like, there are patterns. Yeah. And you know, like, especially if you think like a storyteller, you know, this isn't a hundred percent, you know, like a surprise because if you think like a storyteller and you think of inciting events and you think yeah. of leadership and power and followers, it's like, it, it's like if you follow Star Wars, this is basically like in a weird way, Star Wars getting played mm-hmm. out. Yeah. But what makes this different and you know, I actually just saw the the social dilemma like a few days ago, so I guess I it, it helped me to put into words what makes that's this a, different. That's a mind is, freak. <laughs> yeah, is that you can incite anybody's like deep seated feelings about stuff. Like, there's people going through pain and whatnot, and there, there there's real financial pain. There's real heartache because of the disease. There's real like you know systemic things that need to be reformed. But while all of that is happening, there, there, there's like social media to kind of either like rile you up or ramp you up or, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of take whatever feeling you have and basically turning it up to 11. So yeah. that's kind of the difference that we have now is yeah. that we have something like, like, What's always going to be our flaw, I mean, good, good thing at the same time, but what's always going to be our flaw is like our, 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 our like way of reading into things in like a social manner or the fact mm-hmm. that, let, let's put it this way, like this is the first time in history that people that live far from each other in similar and not similar situations can make you empathize with them even closer to 100% in general. And I don't think we completely know how to handle that yet. Like issues that we've only seen in textbooks and movies and stuff, it's like things that would have been presented to us in an academic matter is happening in front of our eyes and we have social media that when we look at it, you you know, you can choose to react to it or not, but it's gonna make you feel something. And all these yeah. feelings that we're feeling along with all the other stuff going on, it's like we feel it more. And that with yeah. this inciting thing that is a pandemic, it's this, this thing that's rallying everybody up. Mm-hmm. No, but it, it's like, yeah. um, you know, I, I was thinking about it today, like a lot of my colleagues, like they're like, yeah, I can't focus on work. I'm just doom, doom scrolling all day. And uh, you're like, you know, uh, I think about it like this thing is like we, we've both worked in advertising and like advertising is mainly about uh, communication and like, you know, telling people this product exists, you might want to buy it. You know, this is why you should buy it, et cetera, et cetera. And thinking about it as, as like a, an advertiser, 
the way that the messages from the uh, the Trump administration have been shared, it's very much like a, a marketing campaign. It's really like consistent no, it's exactly messaging. It's always the, the same. Always <laughs> the same. Yeah. And then in the end, what's the product that you're buying? You're buying this idea that yeah. uh, the election was stolen and yeah. that uh, you should be rioting and doing all this stuff. And, and you're like, you know, and this is like insisting messaging. It's not like he just came up with it yesterday. Yeah. It's like he's being, it's like, uh, have you ever heard of the uh, the metaphor? I think like Al Gore used this for climate change. Like, you know, the metaphor of the frog that's being boiled. Yeah. Like if you drop a frog in hot water, it's going to jump out. But if you slowly boil it, like, you know, yeah. it won't realize that it's incrementally changing. And yeah. like the temperature around it is like changing until it's too late. Right. It's, it kind of feels like that thing is like you have like you have message after message after message some of yeah. them very subtle others totally blunt right. uh and like you know you start to feel like that's how you get into this bubble right and, yeah. and uh like it might not seem like individual messages might not seem far-fetched mm-hmm. but altogether you know once in a while you will get a far-fetched message and because you've had all that like preliminary you know suction of information uh you'll be ready to receive it without you know being surprised and not without questioning it so it's it's sort of like um i I invite our listeners whoever you are to think about things yeah and And not to be violent please and like that whole pattern (laughs) can be used for any side it can be used for good and it could be used like for evil like that entire Mm -hmm. pattern but I guess like while I was working in like New York, I kind of noticed because you kind of see human nature happen on a quicker, quicker level. Yeah, it's like an incubator of uh, yeah, <laughs> of and human you, nature. Yeah, and and you kind of notice that things kind of move in a certain way, whether or not you're like in the driver's seat, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever decision you make, you just become a part of that section of society it's not like if you if you break off the path then you're just on like another path that these guys are on this influential bunch of people are on if you break off that path you're on this path it's it's like and when you have that like like you said all kind of coming together it's i don't know it's it's that, that that's the thing like i try it's uh, trying not to get <laughs> trying not to think about it. Thing is, like yeah, you know, is, uh, yeah, th- yeah. thing is, the only way I can get through the day is not to think about it until I have to, and I think yeah. that's the case for most people. And, yeah, and uh, when you're in a communications job, it's like you have to, you almost have to be aware of what words, words, even colors, yeah. can do to a certain person at a certain yeah. moment at a certain moment in time. Like people might not say it out loud all the time, but it's like you become aware of it. So what what happened yesterday, and I guess like even the events that happened last year, good and bad, it's like you can, these were not things that were surprising to people that follow human patterns. Mm-hmm. But on that note- uh, thing I guess is, w- I actually, sorry. I think on that note, um, thing is, I just want to say a few last words on uh, 
Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's worth a watch. It's a fun movie to watch. It is right. fun. Yeah. I think if you don't think about it too much, it's just fun. And I think that's what this movie is about. It's just like, you know, have because like it, within the logic of the movie itself, like to me, it sort of checks out. There, the, you know, if, if you're a nitpicker, I'm usually a nitpicker, but like I choose to see the movie for what it is. And I know that a lot of people, uh, I mean, I treat, I try to treat movies, uh, I mean, superhero movies, I try to treat them as any other movie. You know, just because it's a superhero movie, because like a lot of movies that are supposed to be about like real life, you know, quote unquote, uh, are incredibly far fetched. So it's (laughs) like, um, you know, Wonder Woman 84 was a fun watch. Don't think about it. Just enjoy it. And the ending of the movie is very, even though it might be nonsensical, is very uplifting and optimistic. And, uh, you know, I think like... uh, it, it sort of lifted my spirits in a way that I didn't expect. Okay. But like, you know, I was, I still had problems with it in terms of like logic, like how even with superhero logic, like how does this work? And yeah. it's, uh, but still like, if you don't care about that stuff, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. If you care about that stuff, maybe Wonder Woman 1984 is, is not for you. But, uh, you know, after talking about all this political stuff, I wanted to like, let's talk about Ted Lasso because like, that's something that. Uh... <laughs> no, no, wait, before we get into Ted Lasso, I have one <laughs> last, um, oh, he's going to, yeah. I was, um, I have one last thing to say about soul. Um, mm-hmm. so soul kind of like put it together in my head and i'm pretty sure other people have written about it before it, it, it kind of made me realize that i think pixar runs like an ad agency where you have a lights on client so mm-hmm. you can do the the fun deep stuff or like the more emotional stuff right and right now their lights on franchise is cars like we're cynical adults so we always wonder why are making more cars <laughs> movies and this and that but i can tell you that's the only like not even just Pixar. That's the only franchise I like consistently see kids owning merchandise of. It's like you either have the car, you have the you have the Lightning McQueen shoes, you have this shirts and this and that. And like when I was watching Soul, I was thinking like there is no way you can make merchandise out of this movie. You can try, but there is no way you can make consistently sellable stuff out of this. And that goes for like up, even Wally, because like, let's I don't, have a Lego piano. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like or Ratatouille. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people love Ratatouille. I've never seen a Ratatouille themed anything no. in my life. No. So there might be a Funko Pop though. I'm not sure. Yeah, probably a Funko out of it. But that's more of like an adult like toy that you put on your desk. Yes. I don't talk. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. Mm, uh, adult toys on your desk. <laughs> There you go. I know where you can where you can put it. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> it's got a bubble head and everything, like it'll it'll shift around. But uh, <laughs> right, hey, um, oh my god! Okay, yes. so we're about Shall to go we move into on low- to something more wholesome. Actually, we're about, we're about to go into low quality. Uh, I'm at okay. We're right about now. to head into low quality, guys, because of low uh, battery. And I don't have my uh, charger with me. I am uh, quite forgetful. But that's all right, because we're related. We, we right? forgive you, Mike. We, you. I forgive you. Oh. Anyway, I don't know if other people forgive you, but I forgive you. 
all that's right. all that matters bro okay all right ted lasso time low quality yeah. five low quality ted lasso five uh, yeah let's do a countdown five five four, four three three two, two one. one and we're we're recording again all right welcome, welcome back to to low quality world <laughs> i'm in high quality world and you're in low quality world yeah, but the last time we did low quality was our Hocus Pocus episode. And yeah. if you just listen to the, on like speakers, on mm -hmm. like your MacBooks, regular speakers, it doesn't sound that bad. It really, <laughs> it well, really just sounds regular. Technology has come a long way since, uh, since I was 28, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody, it's my birthday. Happy my birthday, birthday. <laughs> yay, yay me. Pew, fireworks yay emojis. fireworks yeah. like emojis uh yeah. mind blown emoji i don't know so uh <laughs> we, we were gonna start uh talking about ted lasso on uh, apple tv plus uh mm. you know to me I, I you know we were talking about this before but but it's sort of like to me it's like the most wholesome way to be a coach is it, just weird, right? I mean, it's just yeah. weird how nice he is. Like Jason Sudeikis plays uh, Ted Lasso. So the, the yeah. story is, is uh, so this American college, like, is he a college football coach or like a high school football? I'm not sure. But like a it low... Was, uh, you know. I think it was like a college, yeah, college football. Yeah. I don't think he was division one, but he was yeah. like, he did something that was notable at some point. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah. So, so I think his team wins and then he, he goes viral because he does this like Jason Sudeikis dance that we were talking about. <laughs> and, uh, that's a whole thing where like he shows up on sports center and like, yeah, we don't know what this dance is about, but, uh, he's doing it. And, <laughs> and, uh, so like this, the story is that he gets hired by a, a premier league soccer club, uh, football in, in, uh, you know, the rest of the world calls soccer football. Football, yeah. Football. And, uh, you know, somewhere in some borough in, in London. And uh, he, you know, he's a, he's an American football coach and uh, he gets hired as this, like, you know, Premier League is like the top league uh, in the UK. So it's, he's like an elite. So he, he's hired in a, like, you know, somewhat elite football club. Like it, it's a made up club. It doesn't really exist. Uh, called the mm -hmm. uh, Richmond and uh, and thing is like he was hired by the owner who's a, a divorced woman who like she won the club after she got the the she got the club through a divorce and she's trying to tank the football club uh, yeah. to like make her husband suffer because her husband like the only thing that her husband her ex-husband loves is the football club and she's the one who got it after the divorce so yeah. she's like, yeah, I'm going to hire this guy who doesn't know anything about soccer slash football. And, uh, like, uh, and, uh, he's going to make my ex suffer and whatever and everything. And thing is like, she doesn't I wouldn't even expect, argue. Yeah. I would even argue that it's her show more than Jason Sudeikis. Is. Yeah. Well, thing is like, she's the one who's pulling the strings. Right. And thing is like Jason yeah. Sudeikis is kind of a pawn in her, uh, game, but he's right. a pawn who doesn't follow what she wants him to do so like he does keeps doing things that are totally unexpected because he's so because he's such a nice person yeah because uh, <laughs> he's such a nice guy 
whatever plans she has to like, you know, discredit him or the club or whatever, keep backfiring. And uh, thing is like, you know, and the, like this week when I watched it, I didn't feel like the story was that important because like there's just stuff that happens that's a bit, you know, there, there are a lot of uh, honestly like quotable characters. Like there's one soccer player who's uh, called uh, Danny Rojas and he's, and then all he does is scream, Danny Rojas, Danny Rojas. And then he runs around and then he says, football is life, Capitan, you know? <laughs> he's like, he's always a beat. And thing is like, if you're, you know, I wanted to talk about this TV show like this week because I feel like everything's everyone is down in the dumps. And if there's one TV show that I feel could lighten your spirits a little bit, it's Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, Ted Lasso is like a nice tone because it's like I, I don't know how to describe the tone. It almost reminds me of like Kim's Convenience. I don't I don't know because like. There, there's a certain tone of sitcoms coming out that's um, it's just like an even nice tone, you know. Mm. It's like the laughs aren't super high, but it's not like super depressing and super yeah. cynical. It's like this nice tone where it's almost like a multi-use. It could be a background show. It could yeah. be something you get sucked into. It could be something that'll like make you laugh, and the, and a lot of it like. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. You could tell that it was produced by Bill Lawrence, the guy who did uh, Scrubs. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it, even though Scrubs yeah. is a little bit more slapstick, it almost has that same essence to it. Yeah. And to me, that's what sucked me in, along with Jason Sudeikis dancing in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's like, it, it's equally comedic and, and dramatic at the same time. Things like, it's very lighthearted until it gets very serious because, uh, I mean, uh, Jason Sudeikis is going through some stuff uh, in his own life and he's trying to deal with right. that while he's trying to, uh, you know, help his uh, football club succeed, right? So it's, it's, it's right. uh, and it never seems to, even though like there are moments where he's in a really dark place, like his character, uh, yeah. like he always seems to bounce back and it's something that I felt like I needed to see this week. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I binged this show twice this week. Like I saw it for oh, the man. first time on Monday because I had Monday off, and I just watched that yeah. all day. And then you know, in preparation for this podcast, I watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, As like a I background thing. I'm on a. As like a background I'm on, thing. I'm, I'm, I'm on episode five. I'm. Uh, yeah. I, I just got through the one when they were. Uh, when I guess the boss, uh, yeah. they, they had like that fundraiser where her ex-husband yeah, that, was running Yeah, that's pretty, that, that's very touching. Like, uh, you know, because like, that's the first time that you see her ex-husband. Yeah. Uh, and like, he's going out with a woman, like, okay, so like the, the boss is a woman called Rebecca. And yeah. she's played by, for all you, you know, Game of Thrones fans out there, she's played by, you know, the, the nun who keeps yelling shame at Queen Cersei, like through the streets. They're just like, shame, shame, you know, something like that, you know, and I was like, I didn't recognize her. I was like, I, you know, because like she, she, uh, she's like a horrible person in Game of Thrones and she sort of starts out as like, you know, a sort of villain, but you kind of understand where she's coming from, but you really sympathize with her. So I I wouldn't say she's a villain, but she's sort of like the bad guy until her antagonist. She's the antagonist until the ex shows up. 
yeah. realize that he's a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like again like like even just going through the first half of the season I, I, you, you do see a lot more of her story than mm-hmm. than ted's ted is just kind of like it's like even even though it's based on him even though you see part of his life yeah. he's mostly kind of like this goofy guy that's just there yeah and it's basically mostly about like um a guy's ex-wife trying to run a football club that's what yeah. it ends up being about <laughs> yeah. no yeah but things like uh you know in the second half you get to see more of what like ted lasso's like private life is is about because you sort of get snippets here and there like he gets texts from right. his wife and like oh yeah your kid is you know he has a son and back in uh in uh, uh, yeah. kansas and uh you know his, his wife is there and you realize that he he also has problems and uh, but like he it doesn't like he doesn't let it define what he does with the club right so it, it's sort of like right. you get to see more of him but i think that the tv show is more about how this super unhealthily positive guy impacts all these other people and it's sort of like it's more about i think ted lasso is more about uh you know uh, rebecca the 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 club owner and the actual like football players and yeah. about how they become like better people just because Ted Lasso is, uh, you know, either forcing them to be better or let's say like, you know, in, you know, with an invisible hand kind of making them better just by osmosis. And it's just like, yeah. uh, it, it, it's a sharp contrast to what's going on in our real lives right now, yeah. which is why I wanted to talk about this show and uh well well i mean like to that point i guess uh i didn't really know a whole lot about the show before i like um i watched it and turns out it i forgot exactly what i googled but if you do if you do google ted lasso uh you're gonna get a lot of or like quite a few links on the first few pages that's like how this show can make you a better manager or like how Ted Lasso like can help you with leadership and have a better managerial yeah. style. Yeah. So people have noticed that no, this is yeah. pretty spot on when it comes to like being a good boss. Yeah. Because he's like, even thing is like, he only, I think he only gets mad once in the TV show. Yeah. Uh, or maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And it's really when like it really counts. And yeah. And most of the time when people fail or don't perform as well as, as like he hopes them to, you know, to perform, uh, he's usually very positive and tells them like in a positive way, like, yeah, you know, like good start, like do it better, you know? And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, I know you're having problems right now, but like, you know, I think you can do better. And, uh, you know, instead of saying, you're a piece of shit and you shouldn't be in the football club. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but the thing is like, uh, I mean, having grown up in Europe, you sort of get that European, like more like UK point of view, because like, he's a very yeah. warm hearted guy and he's, he's a hugger. And uh, yeah. my impression is that people from the UK, most of them aren't really, you know, the hugging type and yeah. uh they're more like you know if you have feelings don't show them don't talk about it and he's sort of like having a, a different point of view a more like open like hey you know if you feel bad it's okay let's talk it let's talk it out and and move you know and move on and yeah. uh instead of letting it fester inside your 
your psyche. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I feel like they, at some yeah. other point, like the, like the 2000s or so, you could have that show where it was like the hard ass boss. Like, I'm going to yell at you. Rah! You could do that. Yeah. Hell, you can have like a Hell's Kitchen Gordon Ramsay type. Like, like this is shit. This play just the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be the show if it existed. That'd be like, like the in the 2000s, early two thousand. Like yeah, the the yeah. the aughts. <laughs> the aughts. The aughts. I mean, like I mean, the office was like sometimes like that because like Michael Scott bit. would like be Ted Lasso one second and then he'd yeah. be Gordon Ramsay the next second because the thing like, is, like people didn't respect him when he was like yeah well the thing is like people yeah. didn't respect him when he was like the Ted Lasso type but then like thing is uh, the, the difference between Ted Lasso and and uh, uh what's his name Scott uh Michael Scott Michael Scott is that like Michael Scott half the time was like really out of his out of his depth and kind of like missing a step like he was like out of sync with what was going on a lot yeah. of the time and he was like in his own like positive world whereas everyone else was like in this more cynical uh world which which was where the the comedy went from like everyone was in their own world and they have like all these like clashing of like you know inner bubbles i guess and right, it was like, right. you know, Dwight Schrute was like in his own, you know, beat farmer, you know, world. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have like all these different perspectives again. And then like uh Ted Lasso feels like you have Ted Lasso's perspective and then everyone else's, which is very I you know, uh pessimistic. And like I'm the elite, I'm a football player, I'm important, and whatever. And then Ted Lasso is more like I'm humble and everyone has their own worth. And the uh, thing is, it sort of also speaks yeah. to uh, like the UK for better or worse. I mean, not for better or worse, but like all things considered is still, still has yeah. that sort of like, you know, I'm a Lord and you're a peasant kind of vibe. Yeah. And it, it kind of comes through. It's like, I'm a, I'm the football player or soccer player. You know, it's you know, funny you mentioned that. Because, <laughs> you know. It's funny you mentioned that. Cause like right before filming this podcast, uh, I guess when I was uh, mm -hmm. at my grandma's house, I was watching VH1 and the episode of Fresh Prince came out when yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air came out when Jeffrey the butler uh, finds out that the woman he's dating is like the heir to a toilet paper company. And then like mm -hmm. he was doing fine, but the second he finds that out, he just kind of like lowers himself and he mm -hmm. kind of had a little speak like conversation with Will. That was the exact same thing that you just yeah. said, where it was like the, I guess the British mindset is still like there's they're still even yeah. though they're they're growing there's still this root of the peasant and the yeah. higher class and this and that and then ted lasso comes in in his own world who like i guess he's from kansas in the show yeah he's from but kansas. he 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 does remind me of like the first time i i guess i met people from like like i met people from the south in hawaii before but like i i met more when i started like doing like i guess like portfolio school stuff and i would mm -hmm. run into a room and be like i would run into like the, the the main classroom and be like okay i need somebody to help me with this that this that this that and i remember there was somebody that said hey look me in the eye breathe and now say good morning and i'm like good morning how are you today and i'm like and i'm like trying to i'm like gripping my pants because i'm like really looking for somebody for this project and they're yeah. like no how was your day we're gonna start with this for like a few minutes and in a weird way that actually kind of 
changed how I conducted, I don't know, like my life. <laughs> like, especially with like, like, especially like professionally, that actually helped. Yeah. So I don't know, Ted Lasso being among like the cynical football club and stuff, it kind of brought me back to that. Yeah, the thing is, is like, I, I identified with uh, two characters in, the, in this TV show. And it's sort of like Ted Lasso is like who I want to be. And then yeah. the captain of the football team, a guy called uh, Roy Kent, the, the character, he's like always angry, <laughs> who's like, you know, there's a moment where he's trying to go out with a girl and he realized that he that she slept with another guy, but they weren't really going out yet. And he's like still pissed off. And like, he's so pissed off that he can't speak kind of thing. And like everything that happens, like, you know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, you know, when paparazzi shows, when, when the paparazzi show, show up, he's like, you know, fuck you. No, I won't pose, whatever, fuck you. And uh, it's yeah. sort of like, that's like my dark side. And then Lasso is like who I want to be. And I'm sort of like in the middle, I guess. But yeah, so it's just like, Ted Lasso, you know, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's sort of like um, Ted Lasso is it, and things like that's where I think some of the problems is in his own life come from. Like, you know, you haven't seen the, the rest of the TV show, but something that his wife sort of like criticizes about him is that he's too positive all the time. And he always sees the brighter side. Like he's always, he's always looking at the silver lining in every cloud. Right. And sometimes it's just too much. Like sometimes you just have to say, this is shit. This is fucked up. And I'm angry and whatever. And then like, you just like boom, vent it out and then you're fine. You know, but like the thing is he never acknowledges it uh, until he, until it actually comes to a head and he has to make a decision. Like, you know, uh which uh should i spoil i don't know do you think i should spoil? go ahead yeah so the thing is like you know his wife doesn't feel uh love for him anymore thing is like she likes him as but she doesn't love him as much as she did like when they when they got married and she Mm -hmm. feels really guilty about that and he sort of like gives her space and that's one of the reasons why he agrees to go to the uk is that he yeah. wants to give his wife space for her to think and to feel. Because like every time he tried to fix something for her, it would backfire yeah. for him. And uh, wh- and thing is like, this TV show is also like, it- it's kind of like a-, a class in how to behave as a person. Because like, yeah. you can see every type of personality in here. You have like the yeah. bullies, you have the followers of those bullies. You have the people yeah. who are independent, but angry. Uh, but then like they meet people who open their minds you have the guy who's overly positive and doesn't recognize that there are problems you know in his life and it's sort of like it's a very uh maybe i've i'm overthinking this but it's sort of like i'm probably overthinking this but (laughs) this is for that's why we have a podcast (laughs) (laughs) but but it's sort of like uh it helps like if you can learn i challenge our listeners to learn something from ted lasso if they have an apple plus uh subscription i don't you know i don't want like we're not paid by apple or any of these platforms but it's sort of like you know if you have the subscription watch it if you don't and i convinced you to watch it like fine but I don't want to have that hanging over my head that you paid $5 to watch this, you know? <laughs> it's, come on, treat yourselves, people. Treat yourselves. Because you, yeah. you get to see Jason Momoa as a blind guy if you have Apple, uh, you know, Apple TV Plus, like a yeah. blind badass, which I never thought Jason Momoa is a blind badass. That, that is amazing. 
and yeah <laughs> if just for those those two tv shows <laughs> it's, oh, it's pretty amazing but like ted lasso honestly like was the tv show i needed this week and uh that's why i'm talking about it to, to be honest like uh, yeah it's just like as i said before it's like how and like an incredibly positive person who is actually very human it's like you yeah. know he doesn't tell people oh yeah your problem don't think about it just be happy like he doesn't do that he says like you know uh, even though he doesn't do it for himself, he tells yeah. people like, hey, you know, I know you're feeling bad, but hey, you know, hey, believe, you know, there's a whole thing about him saying believe in what you can do. And yeah. I want people to, if they watch this, to come out with that message, like believe in what you can do and how you can help people and not be destructive and always be constructive. Because like there, uh -huh. there are there are some scenes in this TV show where, Ted Lasso goes head to head with the ex-husband of Rebecca in, let's say, non-violent ways. But like, you know, he mm -hmm. beats him at a game of uh, darts. And, uh, you know, there's a whole thing. And he says, like, you know, the people who used to belittle me, like that Ted Lasso says. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm starting to talk about him like he's Buddha or something. But it's like... Um, uh, you know, he says something like, people have been underestimating, underestimating me all my life. And mm -hmm. it's because they weren't curious and people who aren't curious just judge. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, apparently oh, wow. that's a oh, quote that's... from, that's a quote from Walt from Whitman. Yeah. I think it's oh. Ted Lasso says like, yeah, I brought, I brought my kids to, to their school. I brought my son to, to the school. And then I read this quote from uh, Walt Whitman and it said like, you know, be curious or, you know, and those who don't like, you know, judge or something like that. And he says, like, and the thing is, he beats, uh, he sort of, like, hustles the ex into um, into a high-stakes, you know, darts game because, yeah. like, the ex doesn't ask him, like, how, you know, how much do you play darts? Because, like, the other guys, like, the ex is pretty good at playing darts and he has his own, like, personal set of darts or something. That's a part of the, mm -hmm. of the episode. Uh, mm -hmm. But then like Ted Lasso like says something that also hides some some pain that you can hear about about the character. He says like, I played darts from 10 until with my dad every day, like after after his work, we'd go to a bar and like play darts until he passed away when I was 16. And I'm like, okay, so his died, his dad died when he was 16. Like it's sort of like you get these snippets of like many yeah. moments of darkness in Ted Lasso's life and yeah. you would be able to guess yeah. any of that from just meeting him like you know uh seeing his dancing video or whatever so it, it's yeah. sort of like this tv show has so many layers <laughs> that i think i've overthought about but they're no, no, there no that's the they thing are that, there um, no the, the thing that surprised me is like i did notice like there were layers like in the first five episodes you can it, it's a bit slow burn of a show but you do notice mm. like the layers and layers unfolding uh, I was just impressed how much they were able to flesh out a uh, character created for commercials because this character was created. Yeah, the guy for, who drinks beer. Like, yeah, it was created for the those uh, NBC commercials yeah. for uh, bringing the Premier League broadcast to America. So that's why this character was invented. It was like supposed to represent yeah. the Americans' so-called cluelessness about soccer or football. And yeah, it's like the fact that they've been able to add layers to that character and add a story to it without 
becoming gimmicky because like every time they try to build up a story from somebody from a commercial, you get something like the, the Geico Caveman show that came out. And mm-hmm. that after a while, it's like, you're just watching a show about the hairy guys that goes nowhere. So it's like, so it's like the fact that they were able to build it, build Ted Lasso out into what he was. It's like, it, it makes me excited to see what, especially like Apple, Apple TV plus has next. Cause this is, it, it was better than I expected. Yeah. Well, things like season two is obviously going to come out, uh, the end of the season, we left it open. And I think, yeah. uh, from what I've seen online, I think a lot of people like this TV show. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if we should call it a TV show anymore. Like all these streaming things, like, are they really like TV shows? Like it, it's, it's like kind of halfway you know, point. Like, because like, yeah. uh, one thing that I thought was interesting is that Jason Sudeikis and the guy who plays coach beard, like it's his, yeah. he's like his best bud and you don't know his real name. His, we just call him beard. Uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, they like in real life wrote this script so like they're the guys they, they are the writers behind this tv show among uh, i think with the, uh, a couple of other writers that, that i can't remember the the names of but mm-hmm. um you can sort of tell that a lot of the actors that they have for this are not necessarily people that you find you know being headliners for like a mainstream tv show or or like their own right. tv show on like cbs or nbc or, or fox or any of those uh, channels it's sort of like it's it's kind of refreshing in that way because like you don't have picture perfect people although the soccer players obviously since they're supposed to be in shape are like picture perfect but uh yeah yeah but it's like they they, uh, they need they need the picture perfect douchebag that's like a trope that yeah the picture perfect uh, douchebag is a guy called uh, yeah yeah the character is called jamie tart and for those yeah. people who know the U- or who know like UK speak tart in the UK means slut. So, uh. <laughs> so it, it, it's, I mean, it's written differently. It's like tart with two T's at the end or something, but it's, it's a uh, thing is he's like, he's like the bimbo, right? But like right. you, you tell, you can tell at some point in the story that he has his own kind of trauma and like you, and they explain why he's such a, like what, why he's such a dick actually. And uh, in real Freudian fashion, it's his dad's fault. So, <laughs> no, because <laughs> we all know Freud. Freud, like, it was like, hey, you know, if you're fucked up, it's your parents' fault. It's always. Uh... <laughs> That's why everybody relates to him so much. Because, like, my parents, man. <laughs> the parents, like, maybe, always, maybe, it's like you're not my dad. Why, it's like, actually, you maybe, are. But, you know. <laughs> maybe that's why Sigmund Freud. Maybe that's why he became the more popular psychologist over the yeah, years. Yeah, but then, I think I, because, yeah. Yeah, I think the other thing is that sex had a big impact on like, you know, had a big part of, uh, played a big part in Freud's uh, theories. It was always like, yeah, you know, like you just want to fuck your mom, you know? <laughs> so like, that's what's called the Oedipus <laughs> complex. Yeah. Psychology that's, class. That, that's, the way, that's the way that you like try to prevent calling it but that's basically what he said yeah so, essentially <laughs> you know if you ever heard of oedipus who was like a greek king who inadvertently like unknowingly killed his dad on a road uh and then inadvertently uh, unknowingly married his mom and then when he realized that his mom uh that he married his mom and killed his dad uh later in his life uh, he uh poked his eyes out 
<laughs> so right. we're back to Greek tragedies, guys. Like we talked about this a few episodes ago. But uh, yeah, but that's a pretty famous story. I hope that you guys know about it already. But if you haven't, I'm happy that I taught you some something new today. You know what? We're, yeah. we're, next week, one of these weeks, let's just like, yeah, we got to have like a smart thing week. Let's have, have a smart week. It'll be like the last, you know, every time something fucked up happens in the news, let's have a smart week, you know? Yeah. Let's go dig through the Criterion collection and find something that's like 90 minutes of like, or some 90 minutes know, of Swedish, going, like 90 minutes of Swedish black and white uh, yeah. existential poetry. Yeah. <laughs> or like that, that, that movie that Tommy Pickles made and all, all grown up mm. the, the Rugrats. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think of deep movies, I just think of Rugrats. So they, yep. they had the um, older version of Tommy Pickles that wanted to be a filmmaker. Yep. And he made a movie called Gissen Height. And it was literally like an hour straight of like people sneezing. Gissen Height. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can feel the existential weight of the world. Hachum. And <laughs> Hachu. Film festival leaves. Film festival. <laughs> Independent leaves. movie. Se selection. Mm. The Lion Prize. All yeah. right, we gotta end mm. this. We got, we're, we're, we're beyond an hour, so we gotta leave. Uh, but yeah, the thing is, like, you, hey, let's do, yeah, let's do some Werner Herzog stuff. <laughs> oh Jesus! Which is also on Apple TV Plus. So yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, they have something about space or the universe on there. Yeah. Yeah, but um, totally messed yeah. up for me. Don't you agree? Okay. I want to Next. I want to look at the baby. <laughs> I want to see the baby. Like that. <laughs> that was the 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 most like memeable moment of season one of the Mandalorian. But you guys Nobody are probably sick it. of thing is our listeners are probably sick of the Mandalorian. We've been talking about it for like eight eight weeks in 2020, which seemed like relatively pleasant times. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. hey uh shall we tell shall i tell the people where they can listen to us yes yes yeah, so you can listen to us on apple Podcasts, spotify breaker overcast iHeartRadio, and uh wh where else uh this thing owned by amazon i can't remember what it's called audible 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 uh mm -hmm. i just realized that you can ask your smart speaker to play our podcast. So let's test it out. Alexa, play What We Binge podcast. Here's What We Binge from Apple Podcasts. Number 29, The Mandalorian Season 2 finale. Alexa, stop. I'm recording. Sorry, Raph and Mike. See, I, I train my Alexa well. <laughs> that, 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 wow. Technology. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was just a little, a little, a little joke uh, for you guys, and uh, you know, I hope that you guys enjoyed this week. Thing is, like, we're on on like at least nine or ten platforms at this moment. Like, we're also on Castbox, um, Radio Public, and uh, and we're invading more and more platforms as we speak. And uh, but like, uh, thanks for listening to us. I, I hope you guys are having, you know, despite everything else, like a a. Uh, a uh, positive new year and uh, optimistic new year, I, I would say, maybe not positive, but, uh, and uh, I hope you guys are, are doing well and uh, families and everything. Uh, yeah. I'm being very emotional this week. I, I don't know what's wrong. Yeah. With 
it's the first few weeks of 2021. Uh, I, I just saw a meme of somebody that wrote, I know it was like a screenshot of a tweet that said, uh, I, I, I tried my seven day free trial of 2021 and I would like it back or something like that. <laughs> something along those lines. So that's, our, that's, that's reflecting, uh, that's reflecting things yep. a bit. Anyway, yep. everybody, thank you for listening. Peace. Peace. Oh, wait.